0: anonymous response to my podcast about how to learn philosophy and they want to know about how to unlearn bad philosophy this is similar to unlearning bad habits Uh, how do you change habits so two things about that there that's unlearning bad philosophy habits is hard because you're dealing with philosophy and you're dealing with habits It's better if you do, like, one at a time. So first you can practice changing your habits, and then you can take that once it's working and apply it to philosophy uh, rather than trying to do everything at once. So there's two things I want to say about unlearning bad habits. One is there's a book about how to quit smoking called The Easy Way to Stop Smoking by Alan Carr that is a good book and it is about how to change a habit and even if you're not a smoker you can use that same advice on a different habit like uh, if you think you go on facebook too much and you want to change that you could use the same advice anything that you think is a bad habit that you want to change like it has to be a bad habit in your opinion um don't change a good habit you know some of the key points in the book Or you need to do like non-judgmental introspection. Like you let yourself smoke. You don't just try to force yourself to quit. Um, And then while you're smoking, you pay attention to like, what does it feel like when I smoke? Like, what do I like about it? Um, And you be more thoughtful about it. You try to understand uh, what the upside is of your habit. And then once you understand your habit better, like why do you do it? What's good about it? Um, Then you can be more thoughtful about it. Like, do I actually want to quit? Why do I want to quit? And you can... You can evaluate, like, are the reasons you're doing it actually good? Um, Some people have good reasons to smoke. Like, uh, it helps them socialize. That is a real reason, and that matters. But if you realize that that's why you're smoking, you can practice your social skills. You can practice socializing without smoking. You can get better at it so that you no longer need to smoke in order to socialize. Um, And then after that, then you can, when you smoke, you can consider, like, why am I smoking now? Is it just, like, an old habit, or is there any, like, reason left? And then if you run out of actual reasons you want to smoke, then you won't resist stopping. Okay, and then the other thing about changing habits is the best way to practice changing habits is to play video games. When you play video games, um, in particular, fast-paced video games, when you play a fast-paced video game, like Mario, you form habits because you have to play fast. So you can't like think through everything you do. So whenever you're trying to go fast, you have to have habits about what you do because uh habits can like let you act quickly you need to be able to act in like an intuitive way instead of thinking it through because you're rushing so when you play video games that are fast-paced you form habits and then you you die you find out this isn't working and you have to change your habit you have to play the level a different way you have to uh, instead of jumping at this place you jump at a different place Instead of pressing the buttons like this one and then this one, you do you do the buttons in a different combination. Like you have to change what some of the ways you're doing it. So, video games are a good way to fix your habits, uh, to practice fixing habits, and to get used to it. So, this will lead into how you change habits in general, which is you you need to slow down what you're doing so you're not going so fast, and then you understand what you're doing better. So make it slower and more conscious and uh, observe what you're doing and then once you understand it better and you're doing it slowly then you can slowly consciously do something different Um, once once it's slow you have conscious control over what you're doing you're acting in a conscious way instead of by habit so then you can do a different thing and then you consciously do the different thing a bunch of times and you practice it and get used to it and then you speed up and you get faster and faster at consciously intentionally doing it the specific way until the new thing that you're Doing becomes a habit and replaces your old habit. So, in general, we automate lots of our ideas, our thinkings, our actions. Um, and then to change them, what you have to do is unautomate them, slow them down and make them conscious again, and then change them and then speed them back up again and practice them and automate them again. When you first learn something, what you do is you learn it consciously and then you speed it up and you automate it. Um, and in general, when you're learning, you want correctness first. You know, First, try to get it slow and correct, then go faster. Don't do it fast and incorrect, and then try to add correctness second. Like if you're learning typing, say, uh, you want to focus on typing the actual right letters, even if it's really slow, and then you speed up. Don't uh, focus on going fast, even if you're making a bunch of typos. You'll learn better with correctness first, and then You speed up speed it up because you want to practice doing the right thing and practice helps you get faster Rather than practice doing the wrong thing and then somehow fix it So yeah, that's the general idea of how habits and learning work is You start slow and conscious and then you practice it, you get better at it, you get used to it, and you can do it faster and more intuitively, and it takes less conscious attention. And eventually, it takes like almost no conscious attention. Like when you walk down the street, walking does not require conscious attention. Um, you're so used to it, you don't have to do it consciously. So suppose you wanted to change how you walked. How do you do that? Um, say you're like an actor, and you want to. Uh, you're going to act in a movie, and you need to have a limp. So you need to like learn how to walk with a limp. The way you do that is you walk slowly, you consciously, like, step by step, think about each step you're taking. So that you're actually putting conscious control into it. And then you figure out, okay, what do I do to to limp? And you consciously make your foot do that thing. And then you um, you videotape it, and you watch it, and you see if it looks right, and you keep adjusting it. Because you have conscious control right now, you can adjust it. And then, once you get it right, then you practice doing that more, and you start doing it faster with less thought. And then you, you keep videotaping and making sure that it's still correct. And then you get used to it after a while. In, this, in that case, walking normally is like so ingrained it won't be very hard to go back. Um, but with some things, if they're less ingrained and you think they're bad, then you can just like forget the old way of doing it um, after you just never use it for a long time. But sometimes you can, uh, you can have like the new habit and the old habit and you can do either one and you have to be careful. Like you have to pay some attention to which one you're doing to make sure you're doing the new one, not the old one. Because you can like revert to old habits. So that is a different thing. The monitoring is like a different thing than the changing of the habit. So it's like once you've ingrained the new habit, then you just monitor like which one did I just do oh, it was the wrong one, and you put, like, a little more conscious attention into being into the mode of the new habit. So once you get good at all of that, and you practice it in easier scenarios than philosophy, like quitting smoking or using Facebook less or um, changing video game habits and getting good at a video game and speedrunning a video game successfully, something like that, those are good ways to practice. Then once you have a good enough grasp on how, forming habits work slowing them down speeding them up again etc how to consciously control them and how to have them automatic without conscious control once you get all of that in general then you can take that skill and start applying it to some of your things related to philosophy like your social reactions to things you can start understanding your emotional reactions and your social dynamics like how you respond to things positively or negatively because of their social dynamics Uh, things like that get in the way of philosophy those are some of the bad philosophy because like a lot of bad philosophy is not uh it's not quite what you would think of as philosophy it's not like uh you know plato's theory of forms is a type of bad philosophy that you would say is like clearly philosophy but it's also it's not uh terribly habitual um it's kind of abstract and divorced from life but then there's a lot of what's more habitual is if you actually wrote it down and And fully understood what it was, um, it would just seem like dumb and like barely philosophy because it's like if someone leans against the wall, that shows that their high social status. You know, that is like barely philosophy. That seems kind of dumb. But that's a lot of how people actually judge ideas as they judge, you know, how high social status is the person who's saying it. okay, I want to please him, I'll agree with him. They do stuff like that. Then other types of habits that are relevant to philosophy are how you read, like your understanding of grammar, um, how you intuitively look at a sentence and figure out what it means, and how precise is that. A lot of people are too vague when they read. They only read things to get the gist of it. Like they read a sentence and then they know sort of a summary of the sentence. They don't know actually what the sentence said word for word. So that's a thing you can practice. You can start analyzing sentences more closely in a conscious way and understanding what they mean in more detail. And then you can speed that up so that it gets automatic that you read sentences in a more sophisticated way. A lot of people, they think that in order to read precisely and like hair split, uh, you have to put in like a lot of effort and it's like conscious and it's tedious. But to do it correctly, you know, you, you learn to do it correctly at all. But then you practice it and you get faster at it so that it's not tedious, so that it becomes easy. And once you can easily read things in a detailed, sophisticated way, you know then you're in a good spot. But if you can only do it in a tedious way, that means you haven't learned it well enough. You need to work on it more. And then there's people's uh, logical intuition. like How well do they see contradictions and non-sequiturs and what is an argument versus an assertion? Um, what's a premise or conclusion or assumption versus like an explanation and reasoning? Being able to like have a good grasp of those things is really important and to identify them. That should be something that you want to get like intuitive and automatic. Um, and then you can do more detailed analysis consciously when you need to. But You also want to have like your default autopilot version of how you read things Uh, has a pretty good grasp of those things and identifies them pretty accurately and like looking out for bias and dishonesty in yourself and others is is another thing that people's way of doing it is not very good and if you get better at it if you figure out how to do it better consciously on purpose and then speed that up then you'll be a better philosopher you'll change your habits So this is a, a big project to like majorly change habits, but it's also, it's a significant part of learning philosophy. It's a good question. It's, um, it's a major issue. An- another type of relevant habit is just emotions. A lot of people's emotional reactions. Um, so if you go to fallibleideas.com, I have an essay about emotions and how to change them. And it talks about um, slowing down your reactions so you can consciously decide what to do. Um, it's it's similar to some of the stuff I've been saying. Anyway, so this whole thing, it's a big project to get better at this whole process of controlling your habits and changing them and being able to fluidly um, change how much conscious control you have over something to do it more consciously or less consciously. With philosophy, you want to be able to like easily switch back and forth. So it's not like a big deal to change something. So you can make changes frequently and correct a lot of errors you wanna keep your ideas in a, like, a flexible state. So like with walking, it's super ingrained and it's not very flexible. It's just like you learned it ages ago and you always do it the same way and changing it would be like work. With philosophy, you wanna keep a lot of your habits um, not too entrenched, like reasonably easy to revisit. So that's also a, a skill. But the big picture is being good at all this stuff is a lot of work it's a lot of effort you're going to have to practice you're going to have to start with not philosophy and practice with other stuff and get quite good at it and then once you're quite good at it with other stuff then you might be able to do it with philosophy stuff at like a beginner level because it's significantly harder with some of the philosophy stuff that's why the person asked this question they know that unlearning bad philosophy and bad emotions and certain things is quite hard so you need to be like really good at it in easier cases like video games and then maybe you can be at a, at a beginner level with philosophy and, and have some success instead of no success. But you won't go from being good at it in video games to already being good at it with philosophy. You're going to find that philosophy is harder and your, your effectiveness drops. So you want to get like, really good with video games so that when your effectiveness drops for philosophy, you're still okay at it. So it's a big project because you have to do this other stuff that's not directly about philosophy first to get your skills up but I think that that's like the best way to do it. That's more realistic than just directly doing philosophy.